lesson for tonight is on the word kindness. We're going back to going through the book as we have been. Uh, last week we decided to do something a little different. We, we went on ahead to the word mother for Mother's Day. But tonight we're going to go back to the word kindness and how it relates to us and our walk with God. There's a song that I've kind of been singing. Uh, it's a song that I believe was written by Glenn Campbell. Try a little kindness. Yes, show a little kindness. And uh, it's one of my favorite songs. But uh, it does speak well to, this song, to the, the lesson for tonight on kindness. Kindness is mentioned often in Scripture, mostly in relation to, number one, God's own loving kindness toward man. Psalm 117 and verse 2, For His merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. One way that His kindness is expressed to us is in the sending of His Son as a sacrifice on our behalf so that we might be given hope of eternal life. In Titus chapter 3, verses 3 through 7, For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by His grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Another way that kindness is presented to us in Scripture is in regard to the kindness of man toward his own. Kindness is to be part of the character of man. It's one of the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. We have a, a song that we sing in a preschool that is the fruit of the Spirit. I have to hold back from doing all the hand motions that go along with it. But kindness is part of the fruit of the Spirit. And it's something that is very important to us. In relation to His kindness toward us, in Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. And we'll look at this a little bit later on as well. Kindness is characterized in different words in Scripture. In the Old Testament, in the Hebrew, the word is hesed, H-E-S-E-D. And it is used 250 times. And it is translated as kindness, but also with the words mercy. And probably more often as loving kindness. Forty-two times the Old Testament speaks of God's kindness enduring forever. In the New Testament, in the Greek, there are four different words 
that are used to translate or trans, kindness is translated from them. Agathos is one of those. Translated to mean good or that which is good. F-P-K, something like that. E-P-I-E-I-K-E-I is defined as mildness, gentleness, and fairness. Philanthropia is defined as benevolence toward others. And Christos is graciousness and goodness. This refers to God's kindness toward man. This is also the word that is used in Galatians 5, verse 22, to define the fruit of the Spirit. And as you can tell from my pronunciations, I don't know a lot about Greek or Hebrew, but those are the definitions that are given. As we get into our lesson, we're going to look at the two different ways that kindness is characterized in the Scriptures. The first of those is in man's kindness toward others. When we look at the word kindness, we are to be kind to one another. We have some examples in Scripture of kindness toward one another. One of the greatest examples of kindness is that of David and Jonathan. And later, David's kindness to Jonathan even after his death. We see that Jonathan and David were very close friends. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 1 through 3. Now when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and would not let him go home to his father's house anymore. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. You you don't get much closer in friendship than David and Jonathan. And even years after Jonathan's passing, David desired to show kindness to Jonathan's household. In 2 Samuel chapter 9, and beginning with verse 1, we read, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake. Had it not been for that friendship between David and Jonathan, he wouldn't have had a desire to show any kindness towards Saul's household possibly. But he did desire to show kindness. And why? What did it matter at this point? Jonathan is long gone. He's no longer alive. No longer alive to see or to experience this kindness. But David loved him greatly and he desired to show kindness for Jonathan's sake. He remembered that relationship. He remembered that friendship and it was very important to him that he show kindness in this way. In verse 2 of 2 Samuel 9, and there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness 
of God. The kindness that David wanted to present was kindness on behalf of God. It comes from something that was in his heart because of that relationship that he had with God. And Ziba said to the king in verse 3, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Mashir, the son of Amiel and Lo-Debar. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Mashir, the son of Amiel from Lo-Debar. This man's name was Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was blessed by the kindness of David to eat with him at his own table. Mephibosheth was well taken care of for the rest of his life because of David's kindness to Jonathan, because of the love, the friendship that they had. Even after his passing, it was still important that David show kindness. We also have an example of Ruth and Ruth's kindness to Boaz. In Ruth 3, verses 8 through 11, now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself and there a woman was lying at his feet. And he said, Who are you? And as we discussed whenever we had our lesson on Ruth not that long ago, it wasn't something that was shameful at all. This was something that was part of custom. She were to lay, her, lay at his feet and, and she would be offering herself to him. And he said, Who are you? He didn't know who this was at night. And she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your maidservant under your wing, for you are a close relative. And in verse 10, then he said, Blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request for all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. She didn't go after young men. She, she was looking for redemption. He was a close kinsman. He could redeem her in that way. And so she, she offers herself to him so that he can redeem her. And she was kind. She offered her kindness to him. And that she did not go toward other men. And Boaz had previously exemplified to, to them God's kindness toward Ruth and Naomi. Go back to chapter 2, and verses 19 and 20. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where have you gleaned today and where did you work? Blessed be the one who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law, with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I worked today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. He was kind to her. And, and Ruth returned that favor 
We also see that kindness is exemplified in both word and action and is to be a part of the everyday character of a Christian. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, I wanted to read from the American Standard Version this time. It says, Let not kindness and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tablet of thy heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. I believe mercy is the word that is used in place of kindness in other translations. But we see that they are intertwined, that they are important together. Kindness and truth. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5-9, through 9, But also for this very reason, give all diligence, add to your faith virtue. To virtue, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sin. Now kindness is shown in word. That's very important. Colossians chapter 4 verses 5 and 6. Walk in wisdom toward those who are outside redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace. Seasoned with thought, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Our words can be used in a very unkind way. And even so, we have to be very careful of how we speak. We show our kindness to others in, in part by speaking in kindness to them, but, but also in speaking the truth. There's an element that, that comes with truth that we need to recognize here. In Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 15, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into Him who is called, who is the head, Christ. Now, in speaking kindly to one another, uh, we understand that that's an important thing, that we use kind speech toward one another. But one of the things that we should not fail to recognize is that kindness needs to be offered with truth as well. Speaking the truth in love. Truth can be hard to speak. Hard to express. Speaking the truth is not always pleasant to the hearer. However, Christians are to do their due diligence in presenting the truth to the lost. And as we do so, use words of kindness. But sometimes our words may need to be a little harsher. We have to judge to the best of our ability in regard 
to that, but speaking the truth in love is of the utmost importance. Sometimes our kindness toward others may not be shown immediately, but hopefully they realize it in time. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. The way we conduct ourselves today will weigh heavily on how we are received in regard to speaking the truth. If we conduct ourselves in, in a, a, a good manner, if we are a good example for those around us when we speak the truth to them, even if the, the words are hard for them to hear, that good example can, can go a long way in bringing the lost to Christ. So, kindness needs to be in regard to our speech. But we always need to speak the truth in love. Kindness is also evidence indeed in action. Just as David showed kindness to Mephibosheth and Jonathan as well by his actions, so we are to be kind in our actions toward others. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. You see, in our relationship with man, we have to understand that kindness is a heart matter. It begins in the heart. The heart is very important. We see it in the, the character of a new man. One who is, is raised to walk in the newness of life. One is a, who has obeyed the gospel. We see that Repentance is important in that, in a change of life. And so the character of a new man needs to be characterized with kindness as well as other things. But in Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint against another even as Christ forgave you. So you also must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful. These are, are more than just one-off acts to be decided on according to the situation or the circumstances. There's more to it than that. You see, each of the things mentioned in this passage must be put on. 
Uh, that's an interesting wording there. Put on. As if they are being worn like a piece of clothing, they are to be put on. These must be applied to the heart of a child of God and exercised regularly. It's more than just uh, deciding in this situation, you know what, since he was kind to me, I'll be kind to him. Now this is something that we put into our lives. And it's something that is seen by how we act, by how we live. But we have to put these things into our heart. And kindness is one of those. And finally, let's notice God's kindness toward man because that's of great importance as well. In a similar fashion to love, I often look at love as one of those things that we can't truly know until we know God's love for us. There are many people that that express love that say, you know, I love you on a regular basis to loved ones. But if we don't understand God's love toward us, we cannot understand love to its greatest extent. And kindness is similar to that in that we can't really understand how to be kind to one another fully until we have understood God's kindness toward us. And when we do understand it and when we do realize how much God loves us and how kind He was to us, then we can be kind to others. God loves His people and has always shown His loving kindness toward them. To Israel, it was said, despite her continued disobedience, in Jeremiah chapter 31, verses 3 and 4. Jeremiah 31, verses 3 and 4. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Again, I will build you, and you shall be rebuilt, O virgin of Israel. You shall again be adorned with your tambourines and shall go forth in the dances of those who rejoice. In Hosea chapter 2 verses 19 and 20 I will betroth you to me forever. Yes, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and justice in loving kindness and mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. And just as God loved His people Israel in the Old Testament, and He expressed that love to them, He also loves us. Even despite the fact that we are sinful creatures, that we are prone to sin, and even despite the fact that we give in to sin, to temptation, he still loves us. And He is still kind toward us. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. Ephesians 2, beginning with verse 4. But God, 
who is rich in mercy because of His great love with which He loved us. Even when we were dead and trespasses made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are saved by grace because of God's love and kindness toward His creation. Though we do not deserve His kindness towards us, it is freely given of God through Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verses 19 through 23. For it, is ple for it pleased the Father that in Him all the fullness should dwell and by Him to reconcile all things to Himself by Him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of His cross. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now He has reconciled in the body of His flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in His sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to, to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. His kindness is extended to us in the sacrifice of His Son. However, we must continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, as we read in verse 23. And though He loves us all, His forgiveness is conditional based on our obedience and continued faithfulness. But most certainly God has extended kindness toward us through Christ. We should be thankful for that kindness. Psalm 117, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud Him, all you peoples, for His merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Psalm 119, 75-77 I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let, I pray, your merciful kindness be for my comfort according to your word to your servant. Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. No matter what we face, we should remember the kindness of God toward us. 
That doesn't mean that we won't face difficult times in our lives. But remember that God has been kind. That He has shown His loving kindness to us in the sacrifice of His Son on our behalf. We talked a lot this morning about the life of, of Christ. And certainly He came to this earth. He was born in a humble way. He lived. He prepared a, a way for the apostles and He prepared a way for us through them as well. And He went to a cross. He died. He shed His blood on our behalf. He was buried. He was resurrected so that we might claim victory with Him. All these things were done through God's loving kindness toward man. Does God love us? Absolutely He does. Going back to a passage that we looked at a few minutes ago. In Colossians chapter 3 and verse 13 Paul encourages Christians to Forgive as they have been forgiven by God. Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. And, and, and kindness is to be offered in, in similar fashion. Just as, as we forgive because we have been forgiven, God desires that we show kindness as we have been shown kindness. He, he has given the ultimate sacrifice for us. He showed His kindness in giving His own Son on our behalf. And, and in return for the kindness that God has shown to us, He desires that we Show kindness to others. God has never asked or commanded us to, to do something that He has not already done for us. And certainly He has shown us the riches of His kindness through His Son. We are likewise commanded to show kindness to others in return. Are we a kind people? It's something that characterizes the life of a Christian. And if we're not kind, then we're not the people that God wants us to be. He has shown us the ultimate kindness and desires that we show kindness in return. Are we thankful for the kindness that God has shown us? Are we thankful for all the things that have been done on our behalf? Or do we take it for granted? I don't know what your life is like. I don't know of your relationship with God. If you're not a Christian, if you've not obeyed the gospel, or you've not put it on the things that, that we have talked about tonight, if you desire to be obedient, Repentance, confession, and baptism for the remission of your sins, and we offer you that opportunity. 
But we also offer an opportunity for those who have erred from the way. Those who are not as faithful as they should be. And, and, and if that's an area that you're weak in and your kindness toward others, if there's some way that we can help you, if there's some way that, that we can help you to be faithful to God by praying for you or if you need to ask for forgiveness for something that you've done, then we offer you this invitation. The invitation song tonight is a little untraditional as far as an invitation song is concerned. But it does speak of God's kindness toward us. It speaks of how much He loves us and how good He has been to us. If you need to come in obedience or repentance, if there is some way that we can help you tonight, then we offer this invitation to you. Please come as we stand and as we sing. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Number 752. Number 752. When my love to Christ grows weak. 752. We use this to prepare minds for the Lord's Supper. Wow. 